Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. It's a Full Tang Wednesday program. And joining us now in studio is the host of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, Rob Bradford. Bradfo, how are you, oh, sir? Oh, my goodness. Uh, how could I be any better? Yeah, that's I, true. I see Fitzy. Yep. I see you. Yep. And you both have your Baseball Isn't Boring t-shirts. Yeah, I'm excited about different this. different colors. Good look, stuff. Look at you. World about right. I have a whole bag of them. I'm like Santa. That is a nice gift. That's the gift this holiday uh, season, I'm, I'm the baseball's and boring shirt. I'm Santa, although yeah. Santa did not lose 30 pounds thanks to Awaken 180. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Bradfo, so. you look like you're coming in in fighting shape. Well, thank you to the fine folks at Awaken 180. They always take care of me and, uh, and always a great place to go to reset things, which is exactly what I did, Fitzy. And there's always something to – it's always good when you have a goal. And my goal was I have a cruise. I have a cruise. Oh, big cruise coming up. Big cruise. Nelson Cruise. It's going to be the unveiling. <laughs> it's only retired sluggers. <laughs> it's, it's called the Nelson Cruise. It's called oh, Jose Cruz oh, Jr. Hold on. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. what? Captain, Captain Pete Incavillia. The ideas are popping. Yep. There we go. Uh, yes, wow. that's where the uh, abs will be unveiled. <laughs> when are you going to that? How long out is that? What's the cruise? Oh, uh, a couple days after Christmas. Oh, exciting. I nice. said to my wife, I said, listen, this baseball is a boring thing. Yeah. It's a grind. I have a feeling you are going to be day two on said cruise and that is when Yamamoto is finally going to sign. I don't sign. care. Okay, it doesn't fair matter. enough. I'll yeah, be going to be bi- without I'll, Wi-Fi. I'll be yeah. in Bimini wherever that is. I don't even know where it is, now, but I'm going to be there. Last week when you were on the program, you <clears throat> said that next Tuesday yeah. You really highlighted Tuesday that we're going to know a lot more about Yamamoto on Tuesday. Can I take you behind the, cur- can yeah, I take you you behind the curtain Please. of that? Yeah. So today... Today, Tuesday. this morning, today's Wednesday. No, today's yeah, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday right. This morning, uh, I had on Alex Cora on yes. the Baseballs and Boring podcast. The original plan was to have Alex Cora on Tuesday. Got it. Now, the reason was was because Alex Cora, quote unquote, said to me, "We'll probably have something done by Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alex. I mean, yeah, I think it was more generalities, but yeah. that's that's the type of information and sources we're dealing with. They've had nothing. They've, they've done, had nothing, they've nothing, and it's not his fault. Everyone's just waiting on Yamamoto, right. uh, and, uh, and everyone's waiting on Yamamoto. They put so it on what the are we supposed screen. to believe, Bradfoe? Are we supposed to believe that the Red Sox are just a pawn in the entire game <laughs> and that he, it's really just down to the two New York teams and it's going to be Cohen versus Steinbrenner in a bidding war? I don't. My hunch, and this is all breadcrumbs, Fitzy, right? We're just following the breadcrumbs and hoping that it leads to a big loaf of bread, which it hasn't. And the, I think my gut is that the Red Sox are on the outside looking in. I do know this. The Red Sox, I don't think financially it's a financial thing. I really don't. I think the Red Sox were willing to go to the levels that they know that was going to be needed in this case. And, and I think that's probably good for the Red Sox followers because if it, if it was, oh, you know, we offered $200 million when it was $300 million. No, I think they understand it's probably going to be $300 million or something like that. But but still, I can't get past and I asked Cora about this. I said, I flat out, I said, well, does it matter that he didn't go to Fenway Park and he went to Steve Cohen's house and he went to <laughs> Yankee Stadium? Yeah. And he's like, I can't confirm or deny he went to Yank- or oh, Fenway Park. God. But, you know, and he went on to see the reasons why Red Sox are still mm-hmm. attractive. But I can't get past the Red Sox lot in life right now when it comes to that stuff. It, it, this isn't the old Red Sox. No. You, don't, you don't have the drawing cards. Like, if you're going to put... If you're going to have someone getting on a Zoom call, who is the person you're putting on the Zoom call from the Red Sox? Is probably not 
Dever? I mean, Dever's your best player, but I get your point. Like, I don't know if he's going to be the guy that sells the team. I don't know if you know. The the Mookie and the Freeman and the Otani showing up. uh, That's kind of tough to top right there. Right? I mean, like, even the the Phillies had Bryce Harper come in. You know, the... the, 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 Oh, excuse me, Mr. Yamamoto, please say hello to Rob Refsnyder. Well, you know, hey, I don't know if you know this, uh, Yamamoto, but your best friends with Yoshida... By the way, your best friends are Yoshida. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I don't know if you Yoshida, know this, yeah. Marwin Gonzalez, who you played with last year, played for the Red Sox and has great baseball instincts. What, he played nine games with the Sox? Uh, I don't know. He's not going to help the, 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 the Marwin the Gonzalez, you know, if they won the World Series, he would have got a ring. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's uh, I think that that is the part which we can't ignore. And it, it, it's I think it's the same thing with the Giants. The Giants are fighting that. I think they're ready to spend the money, but it's the giants you know it's it's the city of yeah. san francisco and and maybe but when you have the dodgers the mets and the yankees and by the way the mets and the yankees talk to any of the new york writers they've never had this they've never had the mets and the yankees competing with each competing other on a guy? for a massive guy like this uh which Congratulations to the Yamamoto family for that yeah they do have that going for it it just seems like there's no chance because we try figuring like what would be the reason to play here? And it, I guess the money, but there's no way they outbid somebody else. Like I don't, I don't see the Red Sox going to a. They might go to a number that is in the ballpark. They might go to a number that matches. But do you see them like when Dave Dombrowski bid on David Price and he went way high and got him? Yeah, over 40, 40 million more than the next one. Would the Red Sox mm-hmm. do that? Would they go forty million? I more can't than the imagine Mets? because yeah, because when Steve Cohen gets wind of it, he's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. All right, let me sell a hat, like one yeah. percent of what my lowest stock. Tough guy to play poker with. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and so I just don't, I can't imagine it. And you're also the Otani thing. You had Otani had choices. I mean, this isn't this wasn't just about money. There was two other teams besides the Dodgers that accepted Otani's demands. Yet he picked the Dodgers. You know why? Because he has Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and this great farm system and this this fan base which is electric and alive and and what they have to do for the Red Sox is sell. You're just going to have to trust us. There's not going to be the parade of Dodgers fans coming down Lansdowne. Yes. You're going to have to trust us. There's not going to be the dollar tickets for for the Yankees. It's going to get better. Where these other teams, even the Yankees. I mean, we just got Soto. That yeah. for, if you're here for a year. That's okay because it's going to be an awesome year. Yeah, they're going for it in that year. Yeah. yeah I, I, whatever happened to being able, I guess, no longer is, is the sell job, Rob, about helping end the curse and the city loves baseball so much and you'll never feel more passionate and electricity than you will at Fenway Park. You know, four World Series championships seems to have, I wouldn't say dampened the region's enthusiasm, but seems to have allowed complacency to slip into the day-to-day operations and machinations of Fenway Sports Group. The Patriots took over. Now Boston is sort of like uh, lost for who the top team really is. This is a citywide problem, and it's a Red Sox problem because they're dangerously close a week before Christmas of being an also-ran in a season that doesn't even first pitch for another three and a half months. Well, and a couple things. Number one, you know, when Kenley came on the podcast in September, he said, now the players get over-emotional and everything else, but we love it. But what he said I thought was resonated, which is Boston should be a city of stars. Mm-hmm. And right now, for the, 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 the Patriots and the Red Sox, it's so far from that. It just is. And if you want an example, 
I'll be at Winter Weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great shows, a lot of fun. Is John Henry going? That's who knows. Yeah, I would say no. Yeah, I would. After last year, it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah, I mean, but the list of players, all nice people. Yeah, but the even the players where you said this is semi interesting players: Chris Sale, Brian Bayo, Rafi Devers, not on the list. And I mean, those are. I remember where different things, whether it was winter weekend, where you're just like, I can't wait. We can't wait to talk to that guy. Or oh, even, yeah, oh, how about, or how about this? You guys remember this? The picnic tables down, oh, down, down, down at Fort Myers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when Nomar is going to get on the picnic table and Pedro is going to yeah, get on the picnic table or whoever. Or the, the, and obviously Ortiz was the built-in picnic table mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And now oh, who are we waiting to get on the picnic table? It's uh, tough. Uh, I'm going to Twin Peaks. I'll Not see much. you in like in three weeks. Tristan Casas, he's a he's a he's a good he's, player. He's, he's a, a curious guy. He's a curious yeah, individual. He's a <laughs> trying to sell it. Curious. I don't know. Because he's going to be sunning sunning topless. Yeah, he'll be topless. Just, so yeah, yeah why not right. do some yoga? Routine. I mean, if you can interview him, why he's sunning topless? Then there you go. That's you con- now that's content. That's true. There's you, some content. You do that. <laughs> So where does Craig Breslow, and I'll, not to be a, a downer, but when they don't get Yamamoto, what is Breslow's first move? Because he's holding up Yamamoto. is not Breslow. Yamamoto's holding up yeah. all the other pitchers and probably really all the other players who haven't signed yet. So as soon as Yamamoto picks his team, who does Craig Breslow call? I think Jordan Montgomery has to be at the top of the list. I rather, I, I, I'm in the minority. I, I actually like Great. Blake Snell better. So oh, I'm glad you brought up Blake oh. Snell. So I've been doing a little dig on Blake Snell because I don't want to be the guy don't dig that, too deep. that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So the so people got all hot at me when I was like going through Trevor Story's numbers when they signed him and they're like, Oh, you're just trying to be negative. Like, not really. Like he was really good at course field, not so good everywhere else, and all this other stuff. Anyway, Blake Snell has won two Cy Youngs. So you would lead with that. The guy's won two Cy Youngs. Yeah. He's coming off a of Cy Young. Outside of those seasons, it's a lot of injury, a lot of missed time, a couple of ERAs in the fours. Like, he's good, but it's not like when they got Chris Sale, who was just perennial Cy Young candidate, or even Price. I know we crap on Price now, but Price was like a perennial Cy Young guy. Blake Snell won two Cy Youngs. It's the only years he's ever even gotten a Cy Young vote. Like, I feel like that I, uh, could be okay. not money well spent. Not that I'm worried about the money. I just feel like right. or bang for your buck is I guess what I Counterpoint mean. Counterpoint yeah. is that I would suggest that maybe he has figured things out as he's gotten a little bit older. Obviously, last year was a really, really good year for him. Um, he's done it in the American League East, so I don't care what market he pitched in for a home team. He's done in the American League East. Right. And these other guys that you're talking about. So when we talk about, well, who's going to be the guy at the picnic table, even if they get the guys we're talking about, these aren't. I got the Jordan Montgomery ticket. You oh know? God, no! You're not bringing in Pedro. No, or Schilling no, or but those guys, but that's yeah. sort of yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That, that it is what it is because you need pitching. You're going to become a better team if you get pitching. So th- that that's what they're going to have to live with. They're going to only get their brand back by winning. Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. There's not like a personality even out there. Although Blake Snell, I guess, is kind of. I think Blake <laughs> Snell is is of, of all the guys that we're talking about. Yeah. This is the guy. But you know, there's there's another Japanese pitcher, Shota Imanaga, who isn't as good as Yamamoto. Is but he the he, Professor Bradfoe? Is that what they call him? I, we, I, as far as I know, I'll take it. <laughs> Stole that from the no one mixtape kid? Oh, that guy's awesome. Oh, listen, the professor. Uh, no, I think they call him the pitching professor or something. He's got like a fancy nickname. He looks like, uh, honestly, the comp would be when I watched I watched some of his cut-ups was 
like uh, Japanese Barry Zito, which could be highly effective as well. I, I but would also, take, yeah, I think I'll take. to a lot of contact. I think that they, they just need pitchers, man. Like, they just need, and once again, that's not going to sell tickets, but you need to get better. No, but improve the team. Yeah. Like, that's, you need, you that. need to have a, a few pitchers who you know can pitch five or six innings, which they just didn't have. Yeah. And the problem even with Montgomery is you need a good defense behind you. This is what everyone in Texas says. Said, well, okay, well, How's that working out for you? Endeavors is still going to be playing third base. So there's no easy solutions. But I just think that at the end of the day, we I, I still give Breslow a pass until these guys start coming off the board. Because I, I think at the you have to just get uncomfortable. And that's what Haim never did. He no, never God got no. uncomfortable when it came to trades or or when it came to free agent signings. You are going to have to pay a price that you just don't want to pay for for whether it is trades or free agents. Because if you don't, you're going to have this game of musical chairs for these pitchers, and you're going to be standing there, you know, without a chair. So we talked during the season a lot about how all right, Brian Bayo is at least the guy that you want in your rotation next year. And so if Brian Bayo is like your number three, like okay, maybe now you have a pretty good rotation. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, how many other guys are available that if they signed him, you would say, yep, better than Bayo? No, nobody. Probably nobody, nobody. right? Like, so it's, well, that it's, was the, at, the, at the trade deadline when they asked about Dylan Cease. The White Sox said, yeah, we want a package that includes Bayo. And they're like, we wouldn't even trade Bayo for Dylan Cease. So, and that's fair. I mean, I, I, I get that. I think that. There are some guys that can help you. Like Lucas Giolito, to me, is a sleeper. I, I would If they sign Lucas Giolito, I'm His like, value's going to be kind of down at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, because he, he stunk for the last couple of months, but yeah. he was good before that. I oh, like, man, tell Fenway Johnny's to start tapping into <laughs> yeah. those kegs now. I know. This is going to be a <laughs> I know. Here goes ass to elbow. I know. My God. Yeah. But you know Gio, we got Giolito. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad, though, Fitzy, is that, is that I, went to, I went to L.A. in the middle of September. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I rem- this reminds me what it's like, what the fan base oh, is yeah, like. like, like good buzz. And then I went to yeah. Philadelphia during, in, oh, they for, were crazy. for the playoffs. Yeah. And, Wild. And, and Cora actually talked about this today on the podcast. He's, we talked about having to he, – he admitted that it's, this has to change because he knew what Fenway used to be. And the best way that I can explain it was what the Phillies fans – what I saw the Phillies fans, which was a fan base – that was going to basically impact what was happening on the field. Not seeing yeah. how far we could, like, Texas fans, let's see how far we could get the decibel level mm-hmm. up. No, the Philly fans were, hey, we are going to torture. We're going to go out to the bullpen. We're going to taunt you while you're warming up. We're going to taunt you at every step of the way. We're going to get as close to you as possible. As in, and that's how the Red Sox fans really used to be. And it became so far from that. And I'm not even talking about at the end of the year. I'm talking about throughout. It became more yeah. of a uh, of an ap- apathetic tourist attraction. There was a game. I was at uh, one of the Braves games. Remember when they swept the Braves in that two-game series? Yes. There was some juice there. Now, it wasn't what you're talking about. But well, I think still- when you're in the middle of it, you're it's it's a cool place to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, people are enthusiastic. It's one of the better crowds. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... Just this, hey, a perfect example. When the Yankees came in, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should just be ready just to, just to absolutely. And the best crowd, guys, that I have ever seen in my entire life at Fenway Park was that one Yankees wild card game. 
It wasn't even, and everybody said the same thing. That yeah. was and hot. It was, yeah, it was a combination. I love the one game wild card, by the way. Yeah. Like, why wow. they got rid do of that? Do or die is the best. That's what you do. If you're going to add the extra wild card teams or whatever, like, just do it Well, th- way, think but. about why that was, because it was, a, it was the perfect storm. Yeah. You had basically a built-in game seven. You had the Yankees, which is, you know, oh, my so, goodness, you have a playoff game against the Yankees. You have the Yankees fans coming in, and on top of everything, Else, in 2021, you had this weird demographic shift because they were giving away $9 tickets and it, inst- <laughs> and, and you had young people pouring beer on their face. I mean, that that video <laughs> after the Bogarts home run of the kid in the bleachers oh, celebrating yeah. just by pouring beer on his face. Yep. But that was everything about that was awesome. And then we go to what has happened now, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. It's a nice place to be. Yeah. So two questions then, Brad Foe. Um, One about starting pitchers in a second. But do you think this is more about the fans being apathetic or complacent because there has been so much success this century? You know, like my father and my father's father never saw a World Series, and now we've seen four in less than a quarter century. Or is it ownership? And then – after that, are there any starting pictures you could see the Red Sox pursue via the trade route? Because Rich and I are both in love with the Corbin Burns. Yeah, Cor- yeah. To answer that question, Corbin Burns. I like Dylan Cease. I evidently don't, but I like him. Um, but Corbin Burns, the kid, Jesus uh, Lazardo is being. But this is going to cost the Marcelo Myers of the world, which is hey, if if that's what it do costs, it, do something. It, yeah. That's what it costs. But but I think that when it comes to why this is happening. It's I I actually the, with ownership from what I hear and the people I talk to ownership has allocated the money and I think this Yamamoto thing should be the example of this and I don't think they're as invested as they have been which is that's their right I mean they mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff going on as if long you're cutting the check as then, long like, as you're cutting the yeah. checks yeah. that's the most important thing so I don't think that's the problem I think really. The problem is this approach that they've been taking the last couple of years, which is we can fit all these pieces together and it's going to work. Whereas a big part of this dynamic that has worked for so many years is you have to have players that people want to invest in. And when I say invest in, I mean monetarily, yeah. I mean emotionally. And, and there's a reason why they were panicking when they traded Mookie and they were citing college ticket price uh, packages at the press conference because they knew – well, who are we going to put? Who are the little kids? What name are they going to put in the back of their jerseys? And and that's a cliche. And I've heard Andy talk about it with the Patriots. We were doing it yesterday for all seriousness with the Patriots. It's the same thing. And it's like I guess it's Gonzalez. He's probably your highest selling, but he's okay. not even playing right but, now. But you, you, I heard you guys drive it in. And when you said uh, what's his name, the USC quarterback. Oh, Caleb Williams. Williams. Caleb Williams. If you put uh, Williams number zero, oh like God. there you go. Forget it. There's, that would there's fly your, off the shelves. There's right your Otani deal right what is there. It, what is it now? What would be the three highest selling Red Sox for shirts? the Red Sox? Yeah. Ortiz, I mean, Dev, Williams, no. and Pedro. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you're it's rough. true though. I mean, it's 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 probably bets, you know. But but active players, Devers, Devers. I mean, De- Cassis, I think will creep in there. Bayo will creep in there. Yoshida, maybe, uh, not even. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll, Yoshida is, is a useful player, but no. I, I think that you have to find, start finding, and they're banking on their own guys being those guys. Believe me, they won't admit it, mm-hmm. but they're banking on Meyer, the Meyer jerseys, the Anthony jerseys, like these guys. Which, by the way, Jaren Durant, Jaren Durant's an exciting player, right? I mean, that's, we'll see if that was a one-off or not. Yeah, but you, you say it's true. Yeah, maybe yeah. I. I 
I'm still, I've told the story about the Otani, the first wave of Otani recruitment they have, where the Red Sox made up jerseys, Otani jerseys for the Bruins, Celtics, and Patriots to present to him. Uh, yet they never had a meeting with him. So, well, so too bad. Remember, Meanwhile, the Dodgers yeah. are showing a six-year-old Kobe Bryant video, I, I, and you're like, all right. Well, I, I, again, it was just like, <laughs> uh, like, this was the strategy. Probably good that you didn't meet with him. But <laughs> but the good thing is I, I got a hold of uh, the Otani Bruins jersey, which I've tweeted out a trillion times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah. That so that to answer your question, that is the most popular jersey, the fake Man. Otani Bruins jersey. Good lord! All right, what's your prediction for Yamamoto? Where what team does he go to? Uh, I think he goes to the Yankees. You're welcome. And there you go, Fitzy. The <laughs> Yamasoto no. combo that we dreamed about for months. Oh, Yamasoto uh, goes yeah, yeah. to the New York Yankees. Uh, Fitzy, I, I miss like it, when we were celebrating what was that opening day Yankees opening stadium? day uh start of the 2022 season baseball isn't boring shirts talking to the fans oh, mixing it so up the it smell was, of peanuts yeah, and uh, fresh pine in the air <laughs> you know create our own were we in the woods yeah. <laughs> uh, pine tar pine tar i'm sorry it was the smell of the bronx that's right it was, it was motor oil and <laughs> descent it was great hey i uh i have this whole bag of baseballs and boring t-shirts love it so I'm I'm giving you guys I'm so happy that I finally got some to you guys. I know Fitzy, Appreciate if I it. Fitzy, I would give you another one if you were here. I'll be uh, there in two days. You can leave one for me. Size uh, large. Uh, perfect, perfect. So go. you can go to uh, go to my yeah. It. Go to the um, go to the uh, at BB isn't boring to look the link the swing juice where they make them. By the way, big news in pr- production. Japanese baseballs and boring shirts and Dodgers colors. Tell me those ones. Wow, those are, those are going to fly. And oh, of course. Bradfo, if you've been listening to the station, they've been running a lot of the uh, ads for the holiday season about the sheer, like, barely naked negligees yes. and uh, ladies' undergarments. Yeah. Baseball isn't boring, like, ba- nearly nude under, you know? Well, not, not al- along idea. those lines, Fitzy, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just showed Rich <laughs> the, podcast that we sh- the podcast that we did on Saturday, which yeah. was interviewing the OnlyFans people who, uh, who rented out the Marlins Park. There you go. And, uh, yeah, and, we, uh, and they're all wearing baseballs and boring shirts. Look and at Fitzy and I will breathe. And not much else. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, and that's it. I, I was Porky Pig style. Yeah. I, I was going to say, so I got this bag, so I feel like Santa. So I'm going to go down the yard house at Fenway if anyone wants to meet me. And if you, uh, Love it. If you show me that you subscribe to the podcast, I'll give you a T-shirt. Very good. So there go down to the yard house. Uh, Bradfoe's on his way. Yeah, there you go. So basically I'm paying for it. <laughs> Pretty much, but just subscribe to it. It's free, and then it's you get free. a free shirt, and you, you yeah. know, get a beer, and you have a, yeah. you have a hell of a and, Wednesday. And, and baseball's the big winner. All right, so do that, and uh, also check out the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, and the most recent episode has Alex Cora mm. on there, so uh, definitely a reason to check that one out. He's Brad lost Ho- 30 pounds, by the way. Has he really? Yeah. Can he play second base again? He actually said he's four pounds off his playing weight. So let's get him back there. I said best second baseman they have. Uh, well, yeah, but he didn't do a wake in one eighty. He's that's just anxiety. No, he, he was explaining to <laughs> yeah. he was explaining like some weird app. It was like uh, like you have all this technology with the Red Sox and you're oh, relying God. on a fitness app. Come on, ridiculous. Guy. All right, we got our uh, Would You Rather Wednesday coming up next here on WEI.